it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Uh, Windows. You so knew this was happening yesterday, Kyle. Manny, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even, I was actually trying to set up uh, Jammer, a new, new name tag for, for the two two-person studio because someone is like what 15 minutes late no i'm not it's 6 30 dude we said 9 9 15 no we did it eastern time yes we did and we're, we we said 9 9 15 we said 9 30 for the uh re- review of the wing re- wings review of the rings uh by the way la- ladies and gentlemen new podcast announced uh starting starting this weekend review of the rings our our lord of the rings uh the rings of power uh review series that that we'll be doing anyways guys we got some things to get to so let's hit it welcome to the daily cup of genre welcome to lr mornings welcome yeah. to, to both we've, <laughs> we've got the the co-hosts of of both of those shows here today on the genre podcast uh genre podcast network and youtube channel uh be sure to follow us on your on your favorite podcast at whatever you're listening to us on or or subscribe to the youtube channel and of course uh check out lrmonline.com Every day for all of your entertainment news, needs, and opinions. I'm Kyle Malone. I've got my Daily Cog co-host, Manny Gomez. And we are joined by former editor-in-chief of LRMOnline.com, author, and uh, former co-host of LR Mornings, which is what this show uh, spawned from, Joseph Jammer Medina. What's up, Jammer? So I'm kind of disappointed because I thought you had just pitched a review of Wings, like the 90s sitcom show. Oh, no. That would have no. been amazing if we had got to revisit that. I think that I was actually not a may Wings been, person. That may have been the first show that I experienced where it's like it ended. It's like, oh, the show's ending and it's mm. done. I think yeah. that may be the first one. I don't know what year it was where it, where it ended, but I think that's not my sure. first memory, at least, of an actual series coming to an end. <laughs> No, nope. It's it's much much less in, uh, enthralling. It's a uh, Lord of the Rings reviewing. So I'm I hope it's optimistic good. about it. I hope it. it's good. The only my own, my main problem is I'm sure it I'm sure it'll be good on some level. I'm really hopeful. I, I'm not one of those people like oh it's gonna suck, you know. But just, like yeah, I just my main problem with it so far. And I, we we've heard my opinion before on Breaking Geek, but essentially there's twofold. A I don't know if I could tell the difference between the production design between this and uh, Wheel of Time or any mm-hmm. other sort of generic fantasy. Um, B, the trailers are just so just like generic and like you don't really understand yeah. what is happening as far as like plot or who you care about or why. Uh, that second trailer was was really, really underwhelming. Manny, how are your feelings a couple of days before the show hits? Is I'm it a couple I'm of days? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> the second. <Yes. laughs> 
Uh, yeah, um, and speaking with the cast, um, I am pretty excited. I am cautiously excited because um, I've seen what other, they, they've done to other series that have, they've decided to expand uh, the lore of, like, for example, Star Wars. Um, more How is, is not comparable always better. to Star Wars? Uh, you, you put out so much content that it waters it down and it's no longer as special as it as it is or was mm, mm. uh and so um yeah the, the hobbit movies are not the greatest obviously compared <laughs> to the three agonizing because, <laughs> yeah uh uh it's um they're different uh but at the same time there's it's not it's not as much content and you can almost to some degree almost for even forget about them and just stick to the three especially now with the extended editions which are great and but so you're now, talking about Lord of the Rings, right? Yes, Lord of the Rings. Okay, not the extended Hobbits, because I was about no, to say, Dude, no, I don't want more of this. I do not know how you extend that even further. You already, I took don't know. The, there was took the already fluff, and you you expanded it to three. But it, it's um, it it makes it it makes me worry to think that now you're gonna almost start to pull out of the air in order to to kind of fill in. Uh, some story and then also you're going to want to continue on if it does well i mean they spent so much money on it already mm -hmm. if we can't tell the difference between this and other fantasy series that's automatically a red flag uh because uh, the time was not that great um no but i'm talking so about visually exactly yeah it, it needs i don't to think it was that bad visually i thought it was fine oh, visually it, was, it wasn't no, yeah. it wasn't terrible no um no, it was I, fine. I agree it was totally fine it was more of just about like the style of it like the world the world, like if you had to cut like a couple shots between wheel time and there, I'm not sure in terms of the world and how it looks, I would have been able to tell the difference between the two. Hmm, fair Which enough, yeah. is a problem, but it's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Yeah. A fan fantasy sometimes is really tough to do anyway, because I mean you're it's it's literally always new new worlds, different different takes on what you know their environment is and then creatures and different species or whatever. Uh so yeah, cautiously optimistic. I hope it's good. And um, we'll, I guess we'll see because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to I'm I'm honestly a lot of times don't pay too much mind to trailers because yeah. sometimes they just want to kill away the story and that's OK, yeah. you know, and plus, I don't I really actually think... have a huge problem with that. So, you know, obviously, a lot of people are very much these days are like, oh, trailers, they give away too much. There are some trailers they don't give away enough. But my mind always goes back to Brave where they didn't oh. even reveal what the plot was yeah. in the story. I'm like. Okay, if I had known what the story was, I actually probably would have been more in line with what's happening. But you just kind of had vague magic stuff, and then you know, I'll there's some blue lights, or whatever. there's a redheaded archer, I, there's right. a bear. <laughs> I do feel I do feel that's a lot more rare though, uh, be, yeah. Because uh, most of the time, a perfect example is uh, last year's Halloween uh, kills, gave mm. away all the kills, the best kills, oh, the it. best kills of the movie are in that trailer. Um, what was another one? I I think it was. I just recently so, saw Sony it. on everything they oh, do. Oh, um, the, uh, the black <laughs> black phone trailer. It practically is the entire movie. Oh, um, I know that. If you, if you watch, I've heard that multiple. If you watch the black, another one. If you watch, if you watch the black phone trailer, you practically watch the movie. There's there's nothing. There's no real surprise in that film because you've seen it all. Yeah, that's um, a problem. Yeah. So anyway, like, yeah, that's that's the deal with trailers. For the most part, some of them are not very good. And then again, some of them like just get you real hype. Uh, using uh, staying alive and bullet train, I thought was fun. 
and it kind of get, got you ready for that wacky adventure that, that they put um, uh, Brad Pitt through. And so, and then also the way that they marketed Bad Bunny and that just to make sure the ladies went to go watch it. And then you find out he's only in the movie for three minutes. Um, that was special. So, uh, but he's our yeah. next DC hero. <laughs> or Marvel. 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 No, is it Marvel? Is it Marvel? Marvel. Yeah. yeah See, I don't know the playing, character. Playing an El... Uh... El Luchador? No, no, his... What's his name? No, no. His no name. The movie is... Uh, it's um, El Morto or some, something El like Morto. that. I don't it? know. I, something I, like the thing is i'm i'm 100 percent against that casting so um yeah. oh yeah i'm against it too yeah because um because this character El Muerto. It, it's yeah me- El he's, Muerto. Uh, it's he's Muerto. mexican not you know they could have cast a, a mexican for this because <laughs> luchadors wait, so, are traditionally mexican that's so wait, the is he premise. not mexican no he's not is bad bunny not mexican nope. what is he i don't know who I this think guy puerto is. rican or dominican one of the two let's look it up uh yeah i can check check that out um Bad bunny. i just um, it's a it's such a uh puerto yeah it's puerto rican, puerto rican. yeah yeah it's such ugh, a ugh. it's such a, a disparate character or not disparate uh such a um what's the word i'm looking for far out there un, unknown uh character um and then to have controversial because you're not the only person i've i've heard mention that manny um to have some controversy behind the casting to go go into it and then then you look at you know reports on on craven and madam webb and you're just like man sony oh be careful we've skewed into sony territory kyle's lathering up you know what before before we do that we we were on a way to to segue great into our our guest uh 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 jammers uh book by talking fantasy and then we got we got derailed on trailers and and then almost got derailed on on uh sony but uh we are uh here to let uh jammer shamelessly self-promote on yes. uh this platform which we love we all like to shamelessly self self-promote um city of mages jammer your your new book it's it's out right now right you can purchase it immediately yeah so what else is it's actually it? so it's actually pronounced city of mages and i'm not mages, joking because this is a well specifically south american inspired mages on on breaking you know, Beat, though? I, it's yeah the thing is i say that because people don't know what the fuck a mahe right, is right because it's a but made up word but it's essentially them, it's pronouncing the word mage you know you know with a, a i fail. guess latin flavor so I'm, I'm ready for this moment where people are like they read the book and they're like let me get the audiobook and then they start listening to it and they're like what the fuck city of mages what's going on why is it called that <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you go to magiabooks.com, M-A-G-I-A books.com, you can get it on a hardcover paperback, uh, audiobook, and ebook. And you can also go to Amazon and get most of the versions there. Currently, it's not on Audible. I'm still deciding if I want to put it on Audible. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, narrated wonderfully by Kim Ramirez. She does some miscellaneous roles and some TV shows, among other things. It is really hard finding a Latin... Uh, What's it called? A uh, Latin narrator. Really hard because you have usually in India books, you have the people who are, you know, the, the the indie, really prolific indie narrators, but they're all white. And then if you have the Latin ones, they're like the ones that are for the, the big publishing houses that only work with the big publishing houses for like, you know, $500 per finished hour or something. So it's just like, it was really hard to find somebody uh i'm really happy i found her like i think she did fantastic so you should definitely check that out if you have a chance like it's it's great and so it's a south american inspired story um or inspired world 
Um, you know, they're like llamas and just sort of nice. all sorts of fun things. Do they spit? Uh, they don't spit in the story. We should definitely have a spitting llama at some point. You, you but need, yeah, you need a you need a llama yeah. spitting joke somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's a so it's a story essentially about two girls. There's one who is who grew up in a the city of Majes, so to speak, and one who grew up in an outskirts town and essentially has been in hiding with her abilities and kind of gets brought into this one world, which, this new world when she's discovered to have abilities and kind of what devolves from there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's been a good while in the making. We're already deep into the sequel. So yeah, it's it's a good time. Definitely check it out. Magiabooks.com, M-A-G-I-A books.com or just search AJ Serna on Amazon. It's on there as one of my books as well outstanding man um manny work work your interviewer magic man come on a ask him some some good classic manny many interview <laughs> questions Go. oh man i haven't done this in a minute <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh so you know what what was it that really inspired you to take uh take take this world over to to latin america because i mean i know it's very underserved so let's begin yeah with that. that's the thing is i um you know, I've, I've thought about this for years, but like literally, I think I was thinking about Lord of the Rings, you know, which is personally, I hate to say, it, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the books. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the world building, the story, uh, and the characters aren't that great, but I understand the people hates love world about building. It. <laughs> I hate exclusively world building. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, and how the derivatives that have come from it, all these European inspired fantasies, which is great. And then obviously you have a lot of, uh, Asian inspired fantasies or Asian fantasies, Japanese you know, anime and like all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But uh, so between there's like almost nothing in between those two. It's like European or like maybe Chinese and, and Japanese. And as far as America, I feel like that's kind of what we're exposed to mostly. And I wasn't really, uh, I didn't feel served is that's what I'll come down mm -hmm. to. Um, and I felt like there has to be something out there. And I honestly, I there is more coming out nowadays that there's uh, at least a handful of, of books that are kind of fantasy, but it's almost exclusively magical realism a lot of times too, or gothic. And I want something like, where's that like, just sort of fun high fantasy, YA epic fantasy set in a Latin inspired world. Uh, so we decided to make it and City of Mahes was the result. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, uh, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, can I follow, follow up which specific Latin American like um, uh, cultures and imagery really is worked its way in into this this book i think the big one well definitely the big one is uh the incan inspired eras like uh peru and all that yeah. um but we're expanding things like to include something that's a little bit more mexican inspired and all the other things and it's been uh it's been fun to incorporate those in fun ways and look into sort of the mythology surrounding each culture and bringing those in so as diverse as latin america but in in the book with different uh cultures being uh um, i don't want to use amalgamated but brought into it that's cool man i dig it what were yeah. you gonna go into man all right you muted yourself you muted uh, it. no i didn't am i still oh, were oh something um <laughs> i didn't touch anything um no i was just gonna speak on the fact that you're saying it's very underserved i know uh kyle and i've talked a lot about how how many times do we have to do redo cinderella or you know typecast cinderella when there's all these other stories that we can tell that are that are from our our neck of the woods you know this yeah. side of america the americas 
heck even native americans i mean like that was a huge step to, to include something like like prey Pray. for example yeah. with uh with native american influences from from years back um and it's done very very well so, native american so, cast that's just yeah. that, it's awesome so the appetite for for it is there i know that there's there's probably a huge audience of of people that are hispanic that love you know fantasy and i, and I think this this is great do you, do you know any any specific things in your in your how, how did you how, how did you um how much time did you put into researching specific things maybe that you wanted to kind of incorporate it's hard to say because literally we've been working on this book for two three years at this point so a lot of that we've been to peru we got to go around you know a lot of the the main location so it's, like, it's really hard for me to pinpoint specifically oh, yeah we put this amount of time because the way we write there is a lot of upfront work but then like you're kind of going back and incorporating ideas based on you know maybe pictures that we took or other aspects that we learned while we were there and kind of incorporated into it so i can't really quantify but i will say we put like, a few years into it and i think as far as drafting goes that probably took about eight months for the first draft to be drafted and then a few months for it to be um, you know, edited or maybe a handful of months. So maybe like about roughly half of the time or more was like research in some capacity. Um, but we really tried to do what we can to sort of take what we had from when we visited there and sort of the, the overall feel of obviously not the whole country cause it's huge, mm -hmm. but at least where we were, you know, sort of in the mountain range area. What was it specifically about the Incas that attracted you guys that it was like, oh, yeah, this this is kind of this is kind of the style that we want to go to as far as as building off of? That's a good question, because honestly, I feel like my initial idea would have been to go more Mexican route since I am and I have Mexican descent, you know, native slash Mexican descent. I think I have some family who were in like the Texas area and then some who were like deep into Mexico um and then i'm sure someone from spain at some point came down and did things um so that that would have been the natural yeah that was anyway that would have been the natural sort of inkling for there what was it about it it was just a very i couldn't put my finger on it i just we kind of just fell in love with the feel of it um visiting there was just sort of really transformative for us um everything just felt so like we appreciated sort of the the fact that obviously there's a lot of Spanish influence, but it's also relatively eclectic in nature. Like you have the the Quechuans, like the um, the natives who are there, kind of interspersed throughout. But also just the random things like you wouldn't expect, like how much Asia has also influenced on some level. And you know, things like fried rice is like a dish that they have there a lot. It just realized how much cross pollination there is in the world. It just kind of was something I didn't expect. Um, but at the same time, we wanted to make sure that yes, it is heavily influenced by, you know, Peru and all that, that it wasn't just exclusively that, but there are other things, fantastical things and other things from other country also sort of brought in as well. So that it's close to one-to-one, -one, but I didn't want to make it completely one-to-one. If that makes sense. I've uh, kind of thought about it right now. Most people, when you when you hear, especially here in America, because of, you know, the the border to our south being being Mexico, uh, Aztec and Mayan are way more in in like the forefront in a lot of uh, entertainment, and a lot of things like that. I feel like it's often like 
history buffs or uh geography buffs like people that that love uh love that more than just the occasional youtube video that really get into a lot of ink and things um so i'm one i'm i'm excited to see something that doesn't get as much view in in our neck of the woods getting a little bit more uh more of a view do you, do you feel that way i mean you guys have mexican heritage and, and native american heritage like Jan jammer said do you feel some of those further south central american uh uh cultures and imagery don't get as much uh play up here if you will it's a good question i don't know it's one of those things where i'm not sure if it's just it's the circles i run in uh, because mm -hmm. once you start digging there's a lot of content there mm -hmm. there's a lot of people oh, yeah. who have appreciation and there's a lot of people like in the beta reads who knew right away because we didn't pitch this as oh yeah this is ink and inspired yeah you know but but a lot of reviews be like oh yeah this is based in andean cultures this is based in the ink and inspired and it's like i hadn't told them that so clearly i like that that's cool there's at least some exposure there enough to where they were able to recognize what mm -hmm. it was um so i don't know it maybe just is the circles we run in but i know there's a lot of good stuff there for people who do have enthusiasm for like uh Incan or Peruvian culture. I dig it. I I live off of uh like Simon Whistler videos on geographics, biographics on on YouTube. If you guys haven't checked out his channel, no sponsor or anything, but it's just it's good. It's enter entertaining, well written, and uh, I love all of that stuff. And and like Manny had mentioned earlier, I've been hungry for something outside of Europe and uh, Asian tales. I've been saying, you know, there's. Um, a million stories from South and Central America, uh, a million stories out of Africa, and even a million stories out of uh, Asian countries that aren't China, Japan, maybe maybe Korea. Um, we've seen some uh, increase in, in exposure with things like uh, Encanto and uh, Coco many years back, all well, super well received. And now we've we've got uh, the the upcoming. Um, uh, version of namor in the mcu being mm. i'm guessing it, it it's hard to tell aztec or mayan but i'm, I'm thinking the yucatan's got to play a part so he's more likely got mayan influence but it's made up it's cool um i was surprised what? they did that that they really? made that change yeah I, I think it was i think it was a good change just i think it was a good a change more identity like, and make him a yeah. little bit more identifiable i guess to, uh, relatable to, to to some people because i Tenoch Huerta is, is a is very very well known and an actor you know around Latin parts so so to see him in that role I, I thought number one it was great casting because he's great and number two it, it gives the opportunity to to kind of to to kind of start putting that in to put it put in some lore like like we've been wanting for a long time and and it's a it's a great opportunity to to do that I mean there's um, there's comic book writers now like uh, Henry Barajas, who's a friend of mine, who did a book called Helm's Great Castle, who's taking Dungeons and Dragons uh, types of writing and stories and introducing Aztec weaponry and Aztec stories, even creating maps and, and st stats for people to use uh, so that you can start incorporating Latin characters in, in stories like this. Um, I know Disney, they, they've traveled down to Peru before in the Emperor's New Groove, which is, you know, highly... <laughs> highly loved by many yes. people that's one of my favorites i can i can recite the entire movie <laughs> um so yeah and, and so you know Great i i think i think with i think with with people like that people like like jammer uh, you know starting to to really push push the issue as far as you know these are the stories we want so we're going to create them ourselves is, is a way to 
to really you know continue to push that door open and and then get a little bit more more uh time in the light especially especially in a day and age in hollywood where stories are starting to become a little scarce what are you seeing the most of right new now? stories you, yeah you're for seeing sure, for you're sure. seeing uh reboots and uh reimaginations and sequels and prequels but i mean Not that's a lot been of the original. case for a long time that's been, been a, the case yeah, for like it's been decades i don't want to say decades the 80s it's was been since game. like the, the early 2000s okay okay well yeah, yeah i guess we are getting pretty old that it's, decades we're, we're 2022 20, yeah. you're old yeah. manny decades <laughs> I'll, I'll be older tomorrow specifically so that's gonna be oh, your birthday tomorrow tomorrow yeah <laughs> what are you turning? 34? That's yeah, what you said before last week, so. Yeah, I think so. That checks That's, out. That's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Consistent. So, um, but yeah, oh, it, it's um uh actually I had no idea that your book took uh had Latin um influences in it, and now actually I'm very excited to pick it up. You should check it out. They got some cool images on the chapter page. Do I have a copy here? I don't have a copy. Dang it, I should have had a copy ready. You should have, yeah. So they have like a watermark image of uh, the character. So there's two perspective characters. And for the character that's falling for that chapter, it has like the a watermark of their character design. Who's done by, oh my God, Revujo, who has very distinct style. You can look him up, R-E-V-U-J-O. Um, look it up. He's got a cool style. But anyways... Well, obviously, uh, obviously, you know, to to be in love with the the genre, you've had to had been inspired by something or someone. What are some of your inspiration inspirations that that got you this far? Like, what authors maybe in what general? Mm -hmm. In general, I'm gonna have to say One Piece is a huge one. H. Wow, okay. One Piece is huge. Um, just a lot of like obviously a lot of fantasy books. Um, I grew up on. The Redwall books, those are really influential. Mm. Um, Lord of the Rings, even though I don't really like it, it obviously <laughs> kind of had a huge impact. Um, and then it's sort of its derivatives, like Sword of Shannara, which is something I read in like middle school that I was like, oh my gosh, wow. it's good. And That's then I got older. Back. Yeah, and then I got older and I was like, ooh, that's just Lord of the Rings, except, you know, not. <laughs> and I know since then it's kind of evolved into sort of like this post-apocalyptic type thing. It's really bizarre. I'm not sure if you kept up with that series, but it's weird. It's weird in how it's done that. And I think a lot of series have done that where it's like, it's a fantasy world, but no, instead it's a post-apocalyptic. Um, I feel like a lot of my inspirations also just like just manga in general, manga storytelling. Um, Naoki Urasawa, who does some sci-fi and sci-fi slash thriller um series like monster this is amazing um and pluto which is a retelling of the a specific astro boy arc in manga form and those are like really good um a lot of shonen jump series so yeah i feel like my inspirations are largely manga and that's actually something that is sort of being Sort of dovetailing into my next project of course like i said we're working on the sequel to city of mahes but we also have another one or i have another one specifically called spectral that is serialized in nature it's going to be like eight to twelve or eight to ten probably quote unquote episodes that are around like 10 to fifteen thousand words a piece that are almost structured kind of like a like a 2000s tv show are, in a way where it's are like, you writing a light novel jammer is that what you're doing maybe 
maybe a little bit but i think i think it might be a little bit different than that i think it's i think it might be closer to a mix of uh the structure of a of either like a 2000s tv series slash anime series um mixed in with some I guess maybe like novel elements i know i'm gonna have some illustrations in there as well and yeah. then have like chapter titles with like the characters and stuff that i'm really excited about so i'm like trying to mix and match mediums in a weird way so i'm like inspired very much by a lot of visual mediums and a lot of films as well so it's just i'm trying my best to just incorporate the feel of a lot of different mediums within one that's cool that's really yeah. cool dig it man um so jammer one last time for the people before we uh chat a little bit of inter- entertainment news tell everyone yes. where they can find city of Mahes book book one of the uh mage war chronicles yeah so you can find that at magiabooks.com again m-a-g-i-a books.com and uh, you have four formats hardcover paperback ebook and audiobook i almost forgot the last one available on all of those four formats and currently it's on amazon look at look at my name aj cerna and you'll find it on there it's available in three formats minus paper minus uh, audiobook currently cool well, uh, thanks for coming on and plugging that. But now, guys, we got to talk a little bit of inter- entertainment news before we we wrap yes. it up. Legendary Entertainment, who is synonymous with Warner Brothers over the last a while, we'll just leave it at leave it at that. It's been many years where uh, they've been pumping out mo- movies uh, with Warner Brothers distributing, and now it seems since the uh, contract is coming up that uh they might want to leave given kind of the uh the things that have been going on at warner brothers now uh warner brothers uh uh discovery um deadline reported on this um and they uh uh confirmed that uh legendary entertainment is uh eyeing a move from its on again on again off again home at warner brothers as its deal with the studio is uh, expired recently. Uh, reps for Legendary and Warner have declined to comment at this point. Uh, Deadline also reported there was some uh, kerfuffle with the Warners during the whole uh, Jason Killar-led project uh, Popcorn. That was the whole put everything on on streaming. Just streaming is is the future. We'll worry about sustainability later. Stuff uh, that put Dune in theaters and on H- HBO Max. Uh, Jammer, since you're our, our guest here, man, what do you what do you make of this this situation? It's it is it is really good that their contract didn't go away last year because otherwise I think they would have been gone already. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what to make of this because it's like I could see it going a, like a, a bunch of different ways. Right now, I believe isn't the front runner Sony is one of the front runners. So and I'm just Paramount. <laughs> Sony and Paramount. Mm-hmm. I think they mentioned mm-hmm. that Sony is they're angling a little more towards them than they are with Paramount, which I think would be interesting, and I think could be good for Sony if they were to bring them in to kind of help diversify their catalog of films and make them a little less pathetic. Um, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. But anyways, I could take it in a million different ways because on one level, it's like Warner Brothers, you screwed us out of money because of Project Popcorn. But also, that was the previous regime. That was uh, mm-hmm. David Kalar, and now you have Zazlaff. But I'm curious because he's been making a lot of uh, big decisions, and I don't think you know the the shareholders have been too pleased with what he's been doing. 
So is it enough to make, are they going to have conversations with him? And he's going to say like, no, no, it'll be fine. Once we get some momentum behind us, we'll be going. Like, it'll be, it'll be a good moment to kind of see how his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His uh, deal-making skills are for this type of problem. I think this will be really telling as to who we're dealing with, if he can keep Legendary back in the picture. I don't know whether or not he can, but I, it's it's not off the table. I um, I think I would be a little bit surprised if they left, but at the same time, it's also like writings on the wall. So like I'm mm. basically being really contradictory here because I have no clue, I have no idea, and I think it's just really hard to tell in the current landscape. Well, Manny, I'll taking what Jammer said, and I'll I'll say uh, we we do know that Legendary definitely wants to make make money off of its off of its uh, uh, movies. And everyone except for what? Sony has their own. Uh, well, you know, make money off of them theaters. You know, actually make make money. Uh, and other than Sony, everyone else has a, a streaming service that they are trying to tr- trying to prop up. And then, of course, now Warner Warner Discovery being like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna pull back on the on the streaming stuff." Do you think they might actually stick it out with the new with the new regime? Or is it they might have not been happy with it, but I think. Uh, the the streaming theater at that time mm. it was necessary uh in order to keep some momentum going because you were having a, a, a number of people who were not going to the theaters period you had to get the film out to people you had to monetize it somehow and unfortunately at the at the time pandemic time that was the best way to get the bang for your buck for warner brothers but they didn't because- tell legendary about it before they made the decision that well was they didn't tell problem. they didn't tell anybody they told yeah they should they should have told Patty everybody Jenkins. they should have told these not people and made <laughs> yeah. these deals oh, yeah. so that, so that so part wrong. of it so that part of it was a mistake the way they delivered it yeah. was absolutely a mistake but the decision itself to do that at that time was was a great idea um i i think overall uh i think that i think that the partnership between them and warner brothers though is is i think it's good as far as branding goes uh, Warner Brothers and Legendary kind of kind of go hand in hand with with the, the, the type of films that they release. Um, I think it works with Paramount also, uh, but Legendary and Sony, you almost I almost feel like they'd be taking a step back. I you know they don't. And, and Wait, how could Sony they possibly don't have, do, do anything? I think you're talking about Legendary. Back. I think oh legendary. yeah yeah that would yeah, be a step no that would be a yeah, step back for, for Legendary sure. like. What kind of what kind of decisions or influences would they have on a? Oh god! Like I don't want Sony touching Dune. A- Amy Pascal's. They're Dune, not touching a- Dune. Amy, Dune is Amy already Pas- going through. Oh, they, that's no, true. I, I, that's true. I know, but it's just it's just a kind of a, a an example. Yeah, like Amy, Amy forward, Pascal's I, Godzilla mo- movies. Yeah, I don't no. want I don't want a Sony <laughs> uh, movie where I mean you know a Godzilla movie where 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 I uh, being touched by uh Sony. Here's the thing I think Sony is better when it doesn't have to do with Marvel. Uh what about uh, Resident, Resident Evil? Resident Evil? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it seems that they cannot handle franchises very well. Um that's <laughs> and, and and so I I I I uh I cringe at the idea of of uh, Sony and Legendary working it, I think they'll work it out. Um, I think more than anything, they're flexing their their muscle because they do bring a lot of good titles that people want to watch. Uh, Godzilla and Dune are are people are films that are going to get people in theaters. But um, being that, that they're contra- movie, uh, being Kong versus Godzilla was so bad. 
It was all right. What? The Congress Godzilla it. It movie. I enjoyed it. I, hated it. I watched it the first time and I was like, this is not good. Maybe I'll watch it the second time. It'll be better. I watched it the second time. I was like, it was worse. It was worse. <laughs> I don't think it was. Nah, I, I enjoyed it. Was it. Bad. it was bad. Uh, King of the Monsters, I think, is, is severely underrated. I think too many people. I, I don't know. It, when, when it comes to the, the Godzilla uh, and Kong movies that, that are all all connected, the, the original complaint about, uh, was it 2014? Godzilla, not Godzilla. Was, was not enough monsters. And then King of the Monsters, they put a crap ton of monsters. I dug it, you know, yeah. and it, they managed to balance some of the, the human elements and, and drama with it. But, man, monsters, yes. And mm-hmm. then people complained about about that it's like when you when people complained about superman returns being boring and then uh <laughs> comes yeah. out and they're like where's where's our uh donner style superman right back there like, like brandon <laughs> ralph ruth what that's your donner super you people don't know what they want <laughs> no, they, no don't. They, really, they really don't it, it, it's funny it's all these snyderverse people who, who just won't go <sighs> away it won't go away man and so now, now you're seeing that executives are like, yeah, we should have never done that. Yeah, you should have never done that. Because yeah, I'm happy they did. That movie was great. I love Justice League. <laughs> I, 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 and you know, I like that four hour movie. I don't care what anyone says because that's maybe the only time, and I don't know how long that I'll be able to see a good portrayal of Darkseid or the only portrayal mm-hmm. of Darkseid on, on the big screen. Hell, it, you know, it, it, gave it wasn't me- even Harley Quinn. How dare you? Was he no, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in Harley Quinn, especially yeah. Bane. Uh, but yeah, people don't know what they want. And I think uh, back to what we're talking about, I-, I think Legendary just has the upper hand right now. And they're letting Warner Brothers know about it. <laughs> because... Oh, you think they're, so they're going to go back? They're just kind of like playing hard to get right now. Oh, yeah, being like, yeah. See, I can leave at any moment. Yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah, if, if if there's any moment for them to play hardball, then now is the time. So and also, I mean, if your contract's up, why not test the waters and see what what other offers are out there? You know, business is business in the end. And if and if they can make cut costs, maybe or they can get a better deal, bring it back to Warner Brothers too and <laughs> haggle them. It's it's business. It's just business. And, you know, and and being with how uh, desperate right now Warner Brothers is to not continue to screw things up. This is this is one they can't afford to lose because that'll you know cause headlines again. You know what are they doing? What's in that? It's just overall, it's just been a bad look. But it doesn't help that their actors and their films are just falling apart. Don't worry, darling. Has the, the what's going on behind so the scenes with Olivia Wilde so and Shia yeah. LaBeouf and yeah, yeah. So, so the whole thing, the whole thing that uh, Florence Pugh is no longer going to be doing PR for the for the film mm-hmm. because she's having issues supposedly allegedly with Olivia Wilde because of the fact that uh, insiders are saying that she was she was being very, very open about her relationship with Harry Styles while she while she was still having like uh, Sudeikis and the kids coming on set and and things like that were making her uncomfortable and people on set. Hey, Olivia Wilde having a relationship with Harry Styles. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Cause they're together. And, and, and then the whole thing with, and, well, the whole thing with her saying, yeah, we had to let Shia LaBeouf go because he was toxic. And, yeah. and to some degree though, I mean, he has that reputation of being really a, a method actor. Mm-hmm. So people were like, okay. And then Shia LaBeouf pulled out the receipts and was like, ah, nope, no, this is what I happened. So. And, and so all the drama behind the scenes of, 
of that movie. Oh, and also that's the movie she was promoting when Sadekas handed her her divorce papers on stage at CinemaCon. <laughs> on stage? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, at CinemaCon. She received yep. it. She, look it up. She received a envelope. She served right there. <clears throat> she was served on stage. And allegedly, the only reason that happened, it wasn't, uh, I don't want to say too much, but allegedly it wasn't intended to to happen there. Like it seemed like she was uh, allegedly kind of dodging the serving. And that was the only place to like lock down. Yeah, she'll be there at this this time. But of course, there's like accusations that it was planned to be embarrassing and and all of that allegedly. Well, if she was doing the things that, that she's alleged to be doing. Hey, fair, um, you know, fair Ooh. game, fair game. Jeez, but, I, hate, uh, I hate this drama. This is awful. Well, well, all that drama. I'm like, is this going to be better than the movie then? Because this drama, well, the movie the, looks fantastic. The dra- oh yeah, I love Florence Pugh, well, and and uh, I think that Who Chris Pine would be good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's a very fair point, Kyle. Fighting with my family is a is a movie. A I, movie. I suggest everyone watch, whether you is like Florence wrestling or not. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I didn't she, know that. she plays uh 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 the the girl that would become Paige, her yeah. her uh stage name Paige. Um, dude, Jammer, check that that movie i've been meaning like to check characters. it out ever since theaters yeah, See, yeah it's about theaters, but i just haven't gotten to it yeah mid so christine yeah i was gonna say christine liked that one and and she doesn't give two two flying shits is about, it pronounced about midsomar i thought it was I midsummer so. i thought it was midsomar i don't know i, I never saw it. those movies creep me out oh well, i mean yeah they're supposed to a24 <laughs> makes fantastic yeah. films yeah they're weird <laughs> weirdos all right we can uh, put a pin in it there, guys. We're we're coming up on well now we're over 40, 40 minutes. So uh, Jammer, uh, thanks again, man, for coming on and and talking some some fantasy, sharing your your book and and uh, all that with us. Uh, you guys can go to uh, lrmonline.com every day for all entertainment news needs and opinions. Our uh, written reviews, articles, things on news leaks and and uh, uh, rumors all go up on the on the website as well as the celebrity interviews available on the uh uh lr lrm youtube channel all of our podcasts uh, are there as well you can find them on your favorite podcast apps google spotify we are on and distributing through uh sounder.fm now genreverse.sounder.fm so you guys can check out there um if you listen on on apple leave us a review that would be great we do have a discord that you guys can also join uh link in the description box down below and you can come and chit chat with us we got rooms for the for the podcast rooms for the uh different topics that we discuss and things like that check it out lots lots of fun all the audio goes up in video format where you can see our our lovely faces <laughs> um and uh uh as well as uh, reaction videos so daily cog breaking geek uh marvel multiverse mayhem the cantina all of those are on on in video format and then we have a avr squared which is animated reactions and the uh genre shot trailer reactions so yeah jammer so where can people find you at you can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books at Mahia Books. Well, not all my books. All my books under the name AJ Serna on Amazon or Audible, and then also MahiaBooks.com where you can find City of Mahias. Manny, what about you? Where can people find find you at it? Uh, Manny Gomez Media on Twitter and on Riddle Media underscore five ten on Instagram. I uh, just wanted to remind people that Saturday is National Cinema Day, so if you're close by to Mayan Cinemas, AMC Theaters, Regal Theaters, three dollar movies all day. That is all formats too. So if you if you <clears throat> want to check out a 4DX movie, an RPX movie, uh, wow. Dolby Atmos film, 
uh, depending on the di- different theaters. Chains have different different theater yeah. rooms, and Saturday Saturday is going to be the day to do it. Three dollar movies all day, including a re-release of Jaws and IMAX, which uh, I think we're going to go check out because that is uh, that is a that is a that film that cool. has inspired IMAX a lot Jaws. of people. Yeah, yeah, that does sound that, the deep water scenes and so yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. All right, guys, I'm at that Kyle Malone on Twitter. Go support your your uh, local theaters. Have a have a good one. Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It only happens once a year. JCPenney's Cyber Deals are back in-store and at jcp.com. Through Wednesday, fill your cart with deals like Yes Please Diamonds and Gemstones now $19.99 each. Or use your coupon inside the JCP app to save up to 50% on small appliances and cookware from top brands like Keurig, Cuisinart, Calphalon, and more. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1130. Exclusions apply. Jewelry excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details.